0: So with no further ado, let us set sail on this new age of exploration. Papa John's Tall Tale. Papa John was an old timer and we did what he told us. Jake was his son. And after he had his dinner, Papa John told Jake to find a horse that was fastest. Jake went down to the big house Asked for the horse that was fastest. House Jim says, Take Myth is, is riding horse. That one is fastest. So Jake rode Mrs. Mare back over to Papa John. He got there before he left too. And he says, Papa, here's fastest. Who that Mare belonged to? Asked Papa John. Belong to Mrs. Jake says. How you know she the fastest Papa John says I, I know she's fastest because I'm here before I'm gone says Jake and it was the truth he had got back before he left any fool could see that well Papa John says take that mail and take this pumpkin seed on your back don't drop it it's heavy Get over to the field. Take a shovel and make a hole a quarter mile wide and drop that pumpkin seed in. That's all? asked Jake. No. Said Papa John. You got to get out of there as fast as you can. That's why you ride the horse that's fastest. Don't look back now. Just get out of there once you drop that pumpkin seed so Jake did what he was told and we was all watching that mare run as best she know how which was fastest but it wasn't good enough Jake said get up and gone fastest get up and gone fastest He looked back, what he wasn't supposed to do, which slowed him down some and saw the pumpkin seed was growing vines and the vines was after the fastest mare. The mare and Jake had to climb across the leaves to keep going. And then there was Pumpkin's house high. The hogs were eating inside of them and living in there. So Jake and the horse riding on through, get on back to Papa John. Real upset, Jake was, and told him what happened. Papa John Susan. Ah, Nah, that's all right. That's all right. Nothing gonna get you next to me here, Papa John said. That wasn't much of a pumpkin seed to begin with. You should have been around when I was a turnip grower. You was a turnip grower, papa? asked Jake. Was one time, Papa John said. I ploughed I ploughed me two acre. I got me a mountain of manure and spread it on thick. Then I put down the turnip seed. What happened? Jake asked. Well, all of a sudden, Papa John says, that manure was slopped up. That turnip grew so a herd of cows would get under the turnip leaf and sleep all day. So I had to fence it in, keep all out. Took me six months to fence around that turnip too. "'When that turnip rolled up,' Papa John continued, "'I had to find some way to cook it. "'And so I went down there to a man could make things. "'I said, I need a pot big and a high as a hill. "'Man says, I can do it. "'Hire me some hands to help me. That's what he did, Papa John says. He hires him a hundred hands. They dug up that hill for the clay. Then they was molding and casting that hill into a pot. When it was done, they had them a clay pot hill high. Then the man couldn't make things, got another hundred hands, To help roll that pot atop the turnip. Wasn't no trying to get the turnip in the pot. So that's how we had to cook it. With the fire above the pot. And the turnip under it. Take you long, Papa? Asked Jake. Well, it took about a year to get it boiled through. But it cooked up real fine that turnip did Papa John said how long ago was that asked Jake oh when you was a little fellow Papa John said been years ago well I sure would have liked to taste that turnip Papa Jake said well you had your chance Papa said You eat the last piece of it for your dinner today. The end. Yep. Yep. I'm here. Like I didn't have to take a break (laughs) because I didn't. I actually did not have to take a break this time. I normally am at this point because of the holidays, because of work and recording. I am extremely fatigued, fogged out exhausted, tired, my normal morning routine is off, I'm dragging, and I'm pretty sure everybody's like that, right? Now, this is going to come as something weird. I tried something new to help out with that. I normally drink a lot of black tea in the morning, and I tried something new for about a week to see if it helped me out. It was Magic Mind, the shot, right? And it helped, surprisingly. I wasn't expecting it to. I took it for three to four days. Initially, I took it the one day. Then I took a day off to see if there was a difference. Then I took it the next three or four days and found out it was, it helped me out a lot. I. Didn't have the drop off at the end like I would normally have if I take other energy supplements. I didn't have the jitters that I've had from taking other stuff. Um, it didn't send me straight to the bathroom like coffee or tea does, <laughs> which I think is awesome, <laughs> um, especially when you try to work and you work outside. And it's hard to find restrooms, you know? Um it and and it defogged me real quick in the morning. Like I'm normally a morning person, but after a while, you know, morning people we we dragged to, right? And it it really helped out. And I was surprised. I didn't even notice at first that I felt better, but then when I looked and I'm like, Yeah, I feel better. I really do. And then when you look at what's in it, it kind of it's like, well, yeah. One, I really technically didn't stop drinking tea. I, You know, it has matcha in it, which is great for antioxidants, which helps your immune system and everything like that. Then it has this flower, Rodelia rosia, which helps with fatigue and anxiety and increases... Your body's resistance to stress. And then you have lion's mane and cordyceps mushrooms in there. It all together has six ingredients, which, if you're vegan, vegetarian, if you're trying to reduce your chemical intake because everything has chemicals in it, if you're trying to reduce your sugar intake because everything has sugar in it, this is something you can do. A tea, three flowers, two mushrooms. That's not much, you know, and it actually tastes good. If you're adverse to the taste of matcha, trust me, I am. You don't taste it. Shoot that thing back and you are done. It's good, right? So I'm looking to get more. I recommend my family to get it. You know, it's just something, you know, that you should try. What's it going to hurt? You've done the other supplements, you drink coffee, you drink tea, you know, what's it going to hurt to tr- just try it, see if it helps, see if you don't have to drink as much coffee anymore, see if you don't have to drink as much tea, see if you don't need those in- other energy drinks that make you feel funny at the end of the day. So my link to help you and us and family and everything for the month of January is going to be magicminds.com forward slash Jan Afrotales. Okay. MagicMind.com forward slash capital J A N lowercase A F R O T A L E S. That gets you one month free when you subscribe to three months. Again, MagicMind.com forward slash Jan Afrotales. Once you go there, once you pick what you're going to get, at checkout, put in AFROTAILS20 as your discount code. That's A-F-R-O-T-A-L-E-S 20. That's going to get you an extra 20% off, which gets you about 75% off altogether. This lasts for the month of January, so hurry up, because when it's done, it's done. So, again, go to magicmind.com forward slash Jan Afro Tales and use the coupon code AFROTELLS20 at checkout for your extra 20% off, all right? As Chef would say, go make this year yours. As always, have a blessed day, have a blessed year, and enjoy. What makes bro wasp have a short patience? Creatures don't always stay just the way God made them. No, sir. With the mistakes made and accidents and natural debilitations and one thing or another, they became different as time goes on. Until sometime later, they are hardly the same thing at all. At one time, real wasp looked very different from the way he does today. He was big on company, and he loved to talk and joke and cut the fool. He was one person that had to have his laugh. One day, he was walking on a path, and he met up with Brum Mosquito. Now, Brum Mosquito and his whole family weren't very big at all, but they... Took themselves mighty seriously. Bro Mosquito and his paw planted a little patch of ground together, but they always called it the plantation. They talked so big about their crops and land and everything that you would have thought that they had a twenty-mile place. Now, Bro Wasp loved to draw Bro Mosquito out on the subject. That same week, there had been a heavy frost, and all the sweet potato vines died and turned black, and everybody was forced to dig for the early potatoes. And bro wasp, after he had passed the time of day with bro Mosquito and inquired about his family, he asked about his pa's health and how he made out with the crop. We made out fine, bro Bru bro-mosquito said. Just too fine, we had the biggest crop you ever seen. The potatoes were big then? I tell you, sir, they were huge. You've never seen such potatoes. How big are they, bro-mosquito? bro questioned. Bro question. My friend, bro-mosquito said, puffing out his chest and reaching down and pulling his little britches tight around his little leg. Most of our crops come up bigger than a calf of my leg. Well, sir, bro, whilst looked at Bru mosquito's poor little leg, and as he thought about those huge potatoes, he had to laugh to himself. Now, he tried to mind his manners, but his chest and face swelled up and his eye water ran out of his eyes. And he just burst out laughing right in Brother Mosquito's face. He laughed and he laughed till his sides hurt him. Whenever he thought he would stop, he looked at that ridiculous leg that stood there like a toothpick. And he laughed more than ever. His sides hurt him so much he had to hold them in with both his hands and rock himself back and forth. What makes you have to do that? Bru Mosquito asked him. You had better explain yourself. That is, if you can act sensible. Bru Was gasped out. Good, good lord. Good lord, bro, Mosquito. Looking at the biggest part of your leg is like hunting for the harvest part of of a hare. How big, how how big those huge potatoes must be if you say they are as big as that. And he laughed again till his size hurt so bad that it wasn't enough just to press them. He had to grab them in both his hands and squeeze. Bro, mosquito was so annoyed that he felt like fighting bro wasp right on the spot but then he remembered that bro wasp was kind of nasty when he got in a row so he just drew himself up and stuck out his mouth and said laugh you no know man devil laugh but take care that that day doesn't come When somebody laughs at you the same, no manner way. And he went away so blistering mad that his two little coattails stuck straight out behind him. That didn't stop, bro. All the way to his house, he had been laughing so hard that he had to stop now and catch his breath. At last he got home. And started to laugh some more, and tell his family about Bru Mosquito. Just then, his wife got a good look at him, and she hollered out, "For crying out loud, Bro Wasp! What happened to your stomach?" Bro Wasp looked down where his waist had been, and he could hardly see it. He lost all notion of laughing right then. He looked again and saw what all that shaking and pushing and squeezing had done to him. He was almost in two. Even his little hand could reach around his waist. He remembered how big it had been and he saw how much he had shrunk and he was afraid to so much as sneeze. Then he remembered what Bru mosquito had said to him he remembered about all those people he had been joking about and laughing at so hard and for such a long time and he thought about how now the others were going to have their turn to laugh at his little ways he got so that he couldn't get that shameful thing out of his mind And that is why he has such a short patience. Everywhere he goes, he thinks somebody's ready to laugh at him. And if anyone so much as looks at him, he gets so mad that he's ready to fight. And that isn't the worst. Because from that day to this day, he can't laugh anymore. Because if he does, He'll burst into two. Then. Wow, so I love this story, also, right? It's a tall tale. It comes from the book The People Could Fly. American Black Folk Tales Told by Virginia Hamilton. It's a short story, which was okay. It's a tall tale. A giant turnip, a giant Uh, pumpkin, um, taking years to eat and everything like that. That's tall tale, right? That's folklore, though, in in a nutshell. This story I liked a lot because it reminded me of my Uncle Ricky, may he rest in peace, who, as a child, was Papa John for me. He told me all kind of stories about his past. I remember at one point he even said that he was an alien from the ninth galaxy or the ninth planet in the 13th galaxy. He gave it a name. I can't remember what it is now, but like he was so believable in his tales to me that he had me as a as a child truly believing everything he told me. Like it was to the point that we were coming up with characters together and creating stories together. I remember when uh, the movie Old Brother Were Out Thou came out, me and him would watch it over and over again and listening to the characters tell the stories. It's reminded me of him that's that was him george clooney's character was him to me you know he would you know make things bigger and larger than life and as a kid that's what you want you know it puts imagination into you this is a fun story and if you go back to your childhood or you can probably remember people telling you stories like this older family members you know just exaggerating their lives in a way that you're like is this true and you don't dare fact check them right like you don't go to your mom and your dad and be like uncle told me this story about him or even if you did they're gonna be like yeah he's lying no don't don't believe me and then he comes right behind them like that's what i want them to believe that you know what i mean like he's going to come back with yeah yeah but they don't know though they, they, they don't really know though i know the truth type of thing you know and not on not conspiracy theory type mess or nothing like that just keep you guessing as a kid is this family member really from this place did they really do these things and it keeps your, you know, mind in a wonder. And I loved that. I need to know if more uncles and aunties and grandparents are telling their kids, telling their nieces, nephews, and grandchildren stories like this about themselves. That's that's folklore, right? That's folk tales. When you tell your younger family members those stories and and, and be like yeah (laughs) and have them looking at you like oh my god my older family member is awesome (laughs) right but yeah that was my uncle ricky I, i loved him i miss him i miss those stories you know but this is this is it i love it this is folklore And this is what we need in our lives. Imagination and storytelling. Right? Wow. That has brought back so many memories for me. Anyway, go see Chef. He has a wonderful recipe for you. Um, And until we meet again, as always, have a blessed day. Welcome my friends to the gallery. I am your chef, chef, and today we have a wonderful recipe inspired by the story you have just heard. Today, we will be creating turnip curry. Now, what will you need for this recipe? Three medium turnips, washed and cut into cubes. Two tablespoons coconut oil two tablespoons curry powder, one teaspoon of turmeric, one teaspoon of ground paprika, a quarter teaspoon of ground allspice, one small onion chopped, three cloves of garlic minced, a quarter medium red bell pepper chopped, one tablespoon fresh ginger grated, two sprigs of thyme or half a teaspoon dried, three cups of vegetable broth or two cups of water plus one vegetable bouillon, one scotch bonnet pepper or a quarter teaspoon of cayenne pepper and of course salt to taste. Now, how do we put this together? Easy. First, you will heat the oil in a large saucepan on medium-high heat. Add the curry powder, turmeric, paprika, allspice. Cook until fragrant, stirring constantly. About one minute should do. Then, you will add the onion, garlic, ginger, bell pepper, thyme. Cook Stirring until onion is soft, about 2 minutes should do. Next you will stir in cubed turmeric and stir to coat. Add the vegetable broth, the scotch bonnet pepper, cover and bring to a boil. Reduce to a simmer and cook until turnip is tender. About 20-25 to minutes should be enough or until there is a thick sauce and the salt to taste. And that is it my friend, now go, do what you do, make this recipe yours and until I have another wonderful recipe for you, remember the story you have heard today. And until next time my friends, as always. Enjoy. Thank you, my friends, for coming on this voyage. Thanks to Art by Chalet for the logo, episode, and shirt designs. You can get T-shirts and other items on tpublic.com. You can contact me on all socials at Afro Tales Cast. That's Afro T A L E S Cast and email me at afrotalescast at gmail.com You may also become a benefactor by simply sharing with any and everyone giving a thumbs up a 5 star rating and review in your podcast app of choice or simply donating on Patreon or ko That's k o - f dot So until we meet again May your wins Be fair and your seas follow.